Hey, welcome in to the CHGO Blackhawks podcast powered by ComEd. It's getting easier for your business to switch to electric vehicles. Learn more at ComEd.com slash clean. I'm Jay Zawoski with Greg Boyson, and we've got a special guest on the set here for the first segment. It is Pete Blackburn of the What Chaos Podcast. What's up, Pete? Hello. Thanks for being with us, man. In person. In person. Thanks for traveling to Chicago just to do. That's right. Yeah, for sure. Just to see you guys, just for this 30-minute hit. (laughs) You are are a dedicated employee. We appreciate that. Well, it's good to have you. We're going to get into everything with Pete, as we always do on Wednesdays. But we want to remind you to make sure you subscribe to the YouTube page and smash that like button for us. Same deal on your favorite podcast app. Follow, subscribe, and a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify would be greatly appreciated. I know you got to take in the Hawks and Preds game last night. We I talked did. a little bit about it off the air. Mm-hmm. What were your impressions of Bedsy in person? Second time I've seen him. Yeah. Second time I've oh, seen right, him. Right. That's my second Hawks game of the year. I will be going to my third on uh, tomorrow. It's the Ducks. So it's like three times as many Bruins games I've seen back home. Uh, no, it, it was it was a good game. It was a better game than I expected. Uh, I know Nashville's been hot. Um, you know, the Blackhawks are the Blackhawks. I don't need to tell anybody here or anybody listening. <laughs> they are what they are. And uh, it was, there was some observations about what they might not be. They're a pretty soft team. Not uh, not getting, kind of frustrating to see that they don't go to the net a lot of the time. And there's a lot of uh, peeling away in the offensive zone that can drive me crazy at times. But like my guy Nick Felino had a couple goals. Uh you know, competitive game, especially down towards the end. And then got to see a Connor Bedard shootout goal. Hell yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I had said after the uh, Sunday game, um, you know, we've talked, maybe this team doesn't have an identity yet. And I'm like, I think we know what their identity is. <laughs> it's bad. They, they, they're outworked. They don't win a lot of one-on-one battles. It's not the identity you want, but it's the identity you have. Right. I mean, it's one of those seasons where you can acknowledge what's missing and you can acknowledge that they're not a great team. But this season, you're seeing what you get from the guys that are here and who's going to stick. And those that's what you watch for in a season like this. And, yeah. you're, and you're now the fewest points in the NHL. So I, I cannot wait for when the Blackhawks get the first pick overall again and just the insanity that's going to happen. Or, Jay said it yesterday too, if they don't get it, we're gonna be like it's rigged against us. They they were so they were. You don't so, get to say that. They, you don't get to say that. They just didn't want to give it to us two years in a row because they didn't, they didn't want it to be obvious. They didn't want to be accused it was rigged, so they yeah. rigged it against us. So one way or the other, we're gonna have fun with it. I'll tell you what, a Cole Iserman Blackhawks jersey would go hard, and I love that guy. Putting him on Bedard's wing for like the next decade would rule. I'm not against that. I'm not against that at all. No, I'm. I'm. Look, man, bring another, me all the talent. Another top, <laughs> another top five pick. It was exactly what they wanted to do this season, and now, I mean, you may get sure top put themselves three. in a position. That's for sure. They sure <laughs> did. Um, well, I want to get your take. You're going to see Hawks and Ducks tomorrow, and the way that the speaking of top picks, the way the Ducks are handling the Leo Carlson okay. rookie season. Say, speaking of top picks, the Ducks are. <laughs> Terrible. Yeah, they're not they've been good. really bad uh, the past month or so. But with if folks don't know what they're doing with Leo Carlson is kind of easing him into the NHL. So he'll play, he'll sit, he'll play, he'll sit, and it's hard to argue with the results. He's got 13 points in 17 games. What did you make of that? It's kind of a unprecedented thing in the NHL to kind of soft launch or uh, a prospect. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, you know, we had this discussion on what chaos, and we 
it's a situation where you can see both sides. You can see like trying to protect your investment, trying to ease him into the workload, trying to especially preserve him for down the stretch. But like, especially when you look at the ducks and how they played over the past month, like what are you trying to preserve him for down the stretch? Like you may be well out of a playoff position. It, It would bother me. It might bother me as one of the guys in the room right now on the ducks to recognize that Leo Carlson is one of your best players and he's not playing every night. That would bug me. And I also think to a certain extent, like you can't prep him for the grind without putting him through the grind. Right. And I, I know, I understand that what they're trying to do right now is they're trying to make sure that he's fresh enough to put in work in the weight room. They really want to beef him up, especially his lower body, so that he can withstand the the, the second half of the season. But I, I think at some point, and, you know, trial by fire is is the way to go. Well, that's kind of – so it's kind of what we're dealing with here with – and it's not just Bedard. Like Bedard's going to go in. He's going to handle it. But we look at Korchinski. We look at Reichel. And you, it's the balance of – Throw them into the fire, but don't burn them too badly at the same time because we're looking at Lucas Reichel, who's got zero confidence right now. Mm -hmm. You talked about the peeling off. I wrote about it for uh, allchgo.com if you want to check it out today. There's a play in overtime where he's basically one-on-one with a step on the defenseman. Last night? Yes. Where he could have easily tucked his shoulder and gone to the net, and instead he peels off in the circle. Uh, It's... That I remember watching that being like, what is going on? Yes, you're Lucas Reichel with a speed advantage yeah. on a defenseman who's off balance, skating backwards, you know, just skating backwards, and you opt to not attack. Mm-hmm. And we're seeing a lot. You, you mentioned how the team is soft, and I think Reichel is the guy who, boy, like he had his time in Rockford, though. And he had his call up here, and he had success. I, what we're seeing with him is a, is a broken is a broken player. So that's kind of the thing is, at what point do you have to pull that back and say, it's too much for you. Yeah, I mean, it's I don't I don't even know if it's like a broken player. It's just kind of to me like that that's half a coaching thing too. Like mm-hmm. you can be coached to this is if you're put in this situation, lower the shoulder, go to the dirty areas. I know that some players just don't have that in them, but when nobody's really doing it or a large majority of the team is not doing it, that makes me question like what the message is and what the like what the instinct is so it it, you want to see it it seems like it's a a wider thing for the Blackhawks that nobody's really doing that what's it's strange because Luke Richardson what we love about him as a coach is he is a coach that will give you something when we talk to him you ask a specific question he'll say this is what I was thinking or he'll say we were in the video room, we talked to him about XYZ, and everything he says and everything they do in practice is to toughen up, is to keep it simple, is to go to the net, and then the puck drops, and it's a different team that we saw at Fifth Third Arena, you know, two days prior. Yeah, it, it, there is like a, it's probably a, a lack of confidence thing, both on an individual level and as a group thing, where, you know, if you have the confidence in yourself and you see that opportunity, you probably go to the net, but if you're second-guessing yourself, so yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to make a mistake, or you know, I, 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 things aren't going well for me right now. Maybe I'll find somebody else. And you know, they both from a Reichel standpoint and a Blackhawk standpoint, it's not going super well right now. No, that's for sure. They the, uh, was there for practice this morning, and the Ducks, they were, all their jerseys 
were going by on the rack. I guess they, they had to use the laundry facility or something. I'm assuming they're <laughs> practicing there today, but I couldn't see if the if the Carlson jersey was on the rack. I'm going to be pissed. I'll be if pissed. He's not playing last because like you already denied us the Fantilli Carlson mm-hmm. matchup. Like yep. was that because like well we drafted Carlson over Fantilli and Fantilli outplays him. We're going to take some crap. I'm on, I'm on that conspiracy theory. If, if that's the case, that is the weakest sh- loser's mentality thing. you should have drafted, drafted Fantilli. As, that would be the <laughs> weakest, most loser mentality thing I've ever seen in my life if you're trying to protect a guy from the guy that was picked behind him. It doesn't sound like Pat Verbeek to me. I don't know. Pat Verbeek is weird. Yeah, he's, no, he's so weird. weird. There's no doubt and about if that. We, if he denies us Bedard versus Carlson, he won't. I will make sure he, he gets might. no gummy bears in the he press might. box. I will, I will he box might. him out. This will be the second time that uh, if he, if it happens, it'll be the second time I've missed Carlson in in person. So, so maybe I'll be he's, maybe he's got a vendetta against you. Maybe he doesn't like me. Maybe yeah. they're shielding maybe, him from me. He heard you badmouth him maybe <laughs> yeah. four or five years ago. He's like, screw that Blackburn guy. He's not. Yeah, well, we know you got a short amount of time, so a couple other like league stuff we want to get you with. Edmonton has won uh, seven of ten. McDavid has fourteen points in the last last five. Are the Oilers back? Quote galvanized. Uh, I mean, I think that the Oilers were always like the the Oilers were never going to fall completely out of the discussion. Yeah. The, the point of the Oilers and their existence is that they can always hang around. And they can always make you question who and what they are, but they're never going to be fully out of the discussion. So, like, obviously, the their performance largely hinges on how McDavid's playing, how Drysaddle's playing, how their stars are playing. And McDavid wasn't right for a while. I think it's clear that he's right now. And if you've got the best player in the world playing like the best player in the world, you're going to have a chance. It's just whether does the goaltending hold up like they're running Stuart Skinner into the ground. We don't know if the Jack Campbell reclamation project is working. He's letting up some bad goals at the AHL level. So like there's the jury is still definitely out on the Oilers, but they're always going to be around and they're always going to be interesting. Yeah, I think they, you know, had they played like we expected them to play and then they had that one in nine stretch in February. Mm -hmm. I don't think the panic would have been as bad is it what like people be concerned like oh my right. god this isn't the contender we thought they were but doing that to start the season just amplified it. my my big issue with the oilers is that they put themselves in such a hole at the beginning of the season that they basically have to play almost perfect or like not have another bad stretch for the rest of the season and i don't trust edmonton to do that right like at some point yeah. the wheels are going to fall off again and they just can't they can't afford that they can't any they can't afford many more stinkers throughout the rest of the season or else they're going to miss. Yeah, they. The, we saw that with the Panthers last year, but they have a, a deeper team to where and, and better goaltending to where right. they Kuchuk can Kachuk was just way. held together with duct tape and glue by the by the time he reached the final. I mean, people for it's easy to forget given the the, the playoff run that Bobrovsky had, but like Alex Lyon carried the, the Florida yeah. Panthers into the playoffs with ungodly goaltending in the last like month month and change of the season so like they don't make the playoffs if they're not getting the saves right and if buddy robinson's not scoring in pittsburgh (laughs) that's right gotta build a statue outside the uc for him um last thing i want to get you with last night was the hughes bowl Mm -hmm. uh jack and quinn and uh luke all playing together uh i raised a poll on the chgo blackhawks twitter account if you could add one of the Hughes brothers to the Blackhawks, who would it be? Um, I voted for Jack 
But upon further review, I think the ability to add Quinn Hughes, a generational, great, no doubt, number one, two-way offensive defenseman is very tempting. And, Greg, as we talk about the Hawks' dynasties, say what you want about Taves and Kane and Hosa, they might not win a single cup without Duncan Keith. So the ability to add a guy like that, pretty tempting. I'm interested to see what people say, think about that. But in, just in general, Pete, like, I think it's a given that Jack's going to be the best, but for your Bruins. For, for <laughs> my Bruins. Oh, I mean, like, I, I'm going to approach it the way that I approach the NHL draft, which is I, I think the team should always draft based, uh, especially in the first round, like draft based on the best player available, not based off your individual team needs. So like, and especially considering the Blackhawks aren't, aren't like a generational defenseman away from being a Stanley cup contender right now, like need a lot of pieces. So I'm going to take the best player on the board. And I think that that's Jack because Jack, I think is the best playmaker in the NHL, not named Connor McDavid. And it's hard to argue that if you can take a guy like that, even if you have, even if he's second on the depth chart, if Jack Hughes is your number two center behind Connor Bedard, like you're, it's essentially like a Bergeron Krejci type of situation where you got two number one centers. If you get two number one centers, you're probably automatically one of the best teams in the league for a sustainable amount of time. Not a bad power play unit either. No, no, <laughs> not at all. No, that's I, I agree. I definitely. I mean, I don't think you can go wrong with. Any of those guys, obviously, uh, but Jack is the guy just because, yeah, your your defensemen are you know the, that those two way defensemen are are so important, but center is where the games are won and lost. Like center depth separates playoff teams from actual Stanley well, Cup con- I mean, contenders. You just look at the twenty tens. It was L.A., it was Chicago, it was Boston, it was Pittsburgh. They were all very deep down the middle. Very deep down the middle, exactly. Well, Pete, we appreciate you coming on, man. I know you've got a crazy busy uh, trip here, so enjoy it. Do you get any time to, like, have fun? tonight? Well, I mean, like, I have fun. I mean, I know that you guys probably have less fun with the Blackhawks than I do because you 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 have to do this every day. But, like, I had fun at the Blackhawks game, both games that I've gone to this year. So it's still fun for me to watch watch hockey regardless of who's playing. Um, So, like, that's fun to me. I'm sure I'll finds myself somewhere at like a dive bar or something tonight. Yeah. We've got a few of those fun. in this town. Yeah. We got the uh, the barn the barn hockey bar is right there. I hit that last hockey. night. Oh, yeah. nice. It's, nice. It's not a bad spot. Yeah. Um, yeah. This will be a fun trip for sure. Good. All right. Well, we'll see you at the United Center tomorrow. We'll, we'll wave to you. Pass Perfect. You are you in the soup. seats or are you in the box? I'll be, I'll be in the seats. All right. Well, you we'll, can't we'll, drink beer in the box. We'll wave at you, throw you some going. You shouldn't drink in. beer in the box. You probably could. <laughs> no comment. Uh, no comment. All right. That is Pete Blackburn from the What Chaos Podcast. Make sure you subscribe to that. It has quickly become my second favorite hockey podcast. After this one, of course. Obviously, yeah, yeah. I like the host on this one. Thanks, Pete. I like the host on this one. Remember when that was? Ho- remember when Hosa was here? That was awesome. Do we still have that water bottle? How's the cloning going? Uh, yeah, I, uh, my <laughs> science is not great with Ooh. it. But, uh, yes, it is still... It- it yeah, is still the, there. The back to tank we have uh, the host of growing in there. There's a tail and like four legs. We, yeah. We'll get it better. We'll get it right next time. We'll get it right next time. But hey, uh, Marion Host is a hero. And you know what you need in your life? Another hero. And that's hero bread. Because you know what? Bread, while it's the greatest thing in the world, is not always the best thing for you in the world. Lots of carbs, lots of starch, lots of calories. And as much as I love it, I'd like to live beyond the age of 65 
So I started using Hero Bread, and I'm glad I did because it is really delicious, first and foremost. Because as soon as, like, I have to sacrifice a little bit of taste for health, like, ee, even a little bit, I'm out. Just give me the tastier option. Hero Bread is as good as any bread I've ever had. It goes for the tortillas and everything they offer as well. It is so damn good. The bread is soft and fluffy, high fiber, and ultra low net carbs and or zero grams of sugar per slice. They make breads, buns, tortillas, all available on Hero.co and Amazon. Hero Bread has fewer calories than the leading national brand and 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving. Go to Hero.co. Why? Because you're going to use that code CHGO, and you're going to save 10% off your first order of hero bread again go to hero.co and use that code chgo to save 10 percent on hero bread today hey can you believe we're this deep into the nfl season no i mean the bears have been so exciting and fun to watch every sunday it's hard to believe that we're 14 weeks into this riveting stuff we got to make every second count (laughs) with DraftKings sportsbook you can make the most out of every game day bet on your favorite teams for a shot at winning big bucks or the bears New customers can score 150 instantly in bonus bets by betting $5 on any matchup. I'm looking at the Lions for uh, this week's game against the Bears and the uh, mighty Detroit Lions. Uh, it's funny to finally be able to say that and not be sarcastic yeah, about I'm it. I'm still kind of sort of <laughs> sarcastic about it. I yeah, mean, you're still a I mean, they, they, they almost... They almost got. They were embarrassed on home field by these Bears for 56 minutes. Yep. Then what happened? Um, yeah. Well, then the Bears showed up. <laughs> kind of a fun bet at plus 320 on DraftKings. Result of the Bears' first drive field goal attempt plus three. Does they don't it, even have to make it. Just in a field goal attempt plus 320. Bears' first drive. That's the bet I'm going with because you know what? All they could do is kick field goals in the last well, game. Here's my th- here's my thing though, Lon. Maybe we're on the same page. Yeah. The last game against Detroit, they lost it because they played scared. So I wonder if the first drive they're going to say it's fourth and two. F it, we're going for it. Well, and turnover on downs. Here's here's my <laughs> thought is that well, Luke, turnover on downs or any kind of turnover is plus four seventy five. Ooh. Uh, now you know Luke Getze, he cannot actually coach, but he knows how to put the script together. So the first drive the bears you usually get to see competent offense and then after that he's clueless so i think it's touchdown or bust for him in that first drive hmm. touchdown yeah. is a 360 plus 360 okay. so those are your options i sprinkle both of those a punt like a punt is plus 105 that makes sense. field goal attempt plus 320 360 for the touchdown 475 for a turnover safety or turnover on downs sprinkle a little bit on field goal or touchdown there you go but those are your fun. Those are your fun bets. Because why I like those bets? Once the first drive's over, you're done. Yeah. You don't have to sweat it out. <laughs> the stress is you over, right? You can change the channel and watch good football. <laughs> yeah. So get in on the action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the app now and use the promo code CHGO. New customers can score 150 instantly in bonus bets by betting just five bucks on the NFL only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code CHGO. The crown is yours. Deep breath. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in New York. Call 
877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. Please play responsibly. In Connecticut, help is available for, for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, Kansas, must be 21 or older in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. Flawless. Flawless victory. Well done. I liked it. Man, Very good job. I haven't heard that. That's a, that's a game that I, I have. Like. Something has happened to my uh, Reels algorithm where all I get is Mortal Kombat content. <laughs> I have no idea why. <laughs> But then I'm like, oh, let's see how violent this game has gotten. Yep, it's violent. So it just keeps coming and coming and coming. Yeah. So I'm very uh, disappointed. My real right algorithm now. is either pugs or large chested women. I don't know why. <laughs> weird. <laughs> very so weird. weird. Those are two very. I don't know how specific. that happened. Yeah, I mean, it has nothing to do with my search history at all. No, that's my thick talk. Anyway, um, <laughs> oh God. last weekend, we got to go to South Bend. We did. Notre Dame and Michigan uh, played a pair of games back-to-back. Notre Dame won the first one. That's the one we were at. And then uh, the next day, Michigan got the 2-1 to win. So we caught up with Frank Nazar and Landon Slaggart after game one. And I think you'll be able to tell. We probably didn't have to say who won or lost based on the expressions on the faces. Uh, But we're going to play Frank Nazar first. This is fresh off a, what was it, 6-1? 6-1. Yeah, they got their asses whooped. Uh, the Irish will do that to you now and again. Um, but we got to talk to Frank Nazar. Thanks to all the great folks in Michigan for making this happen. So here he is, Frank Nazar, after losing to the Irish 6-1. to one. Development camp this summer, uh, coming off an injury. How are you feeling right now? How's your game compared to where you were last time we saw you? Yeah, obviously tonight wasn't the best game, but um, throughout the season, it's been getting better as we moved on. And um, just working on just some small parts and trying to dial those things in. But... From last time I, I saw you guys talk to you guys, obviously a game changer in how I'm playing and how I feel like physically. So it's definitely a, a good thing moving, moving forward. You feel like your speed is all the way back or are you still sort of building up to, to full throttle Frank Nazar? No, it's it's definitely there. Just obviously you gotta get in the weight room. When you're going up against older guys, it's it's tougher to still have that one extra step right off the bat. But um no, I, I, I feel way better than I did the last two years and probably the best I felt ever. If you had any time to watch any of the Blackhawks games when you're off time, you know, catching up on Connor and, and some of the other potential teammates? Yeah, in the beginning of the season, uh, I was able to watch a lot more than I am now. But um, I've been watching a lot and, and keeping up on how they're doing and, and watching watching the young guys play and seeing how they're doing. When you, when you watch that, then you know that, like, hey, this is a perfect situation for young guys that kind of gets you excited about you know, potentially your role with the team. Yeah, I mean, see guys like Kevin and Connor going in there and, I mean, they're past their 10 games, like they're staying all season. And they've, they've proved that they can can stay up. Obviously, um, they're not winning every game, but they're, they're showing that they can compete against those high-end players every night. And uh, I mean, obviously that's something I look forward to, to trying to do and, and it's motivation. Like, when you're here, how much do you hear from like the Hawks development staff or like do they reach out? Do they get in contact with you? And how much of a say do they have in your like development here? Yeah, I, I talk to them a lot, honestly, um, a few times a month. And they, they help a lot with like other things like, like film and off-ice stuff. 
But um, I mean, they don't really have a say in, in much of like, what I'm doing off the ice. Obviously, that's the guys at Michigan, and they know what they're doing, so I trust those guys. They're just more of like trying to make sure that I'm doing the right things. And, and the guys at Michigan know what they're doing, so obviously, they're, they're keeping me alive. Yeah. What's it like, you know, in the Big Ten, you got night like tonight, you're playing against the potential forward, future teammate in the Slager when you play Minnesota and those guys there. Is that a little extra oomph, you know, since guys that already have a relationship with those guys? Yeah, it's always fun going up against guys like that, that you know, like really well. And obviously, you try your best to keep them off the score sheet. But um, Slag's had a good night tonight, and he's having a really good season, so props to him. That is Frank Nazar after the uh, Notre Dame-Michigan game. And, uh, boy, I'm frustrated with iPhones and stuff, <laughs> like microphones. Yeah, there was some weird. Uh, loud journalism stu- students in the hallway, too, that uh, made a cameo there. They did. They were 12 years old, and it was very strange. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, you know, he's got to play it as if his dog just died because the team just lost, and he doesn't want to come off as if he's – doesn't care, but right. once it got going, you could tell he's keep, by the end of that yeah. interview, he was kind of like, all right, I'm over it. He's keeping an eye on things, and uh, I think I forget who asked. Maybe it was Wendy City Hockey asked in the chat, saying, "Is there a chance he would sign as ELC uh, after his season's over?" I think it all depends on how far Michigan goes. Yeah, but if they're eliminated early, I think absolutely there's a chance that we could see Frank Nazar, Possibly. very similar to the Wyatt Kaiser situation last year, where he would play the last what ten games or so, and then. Um, he would go to Rockford, but not play for Rockford in the playoffs. Right, get any, yeah, maybe. Um, if Michigan gets to the Frozen Four, then he's not playing for the Blackhawks this season because the Frozen Four is on the same weekend as the final weekend of the NHL yeah. season. So that wouldn't happen. Um, you could, could see it. But if Michigan plays the way they played on Friday night, they're not getting very far in the tournament. They played like ass uh, against – I know they came back and won the next night, but – like, Nazar wasn't very effective in that game because Michigan never had the puck. It's hard to be effective when you're chasing the puck around in your own zone all night. Ask the Blackhawks top yeah, line the last couple. Of, so, in, in that sense, he'll fit right in with the Blackhawks' current uh, system of uh, never having the puck. Yeah, it's, uh, it is a uh, <laughs> epidemic with the Blackhawks. But, yeah, I, I you know, if there's something to look forward to this year, it would be potentially Frank Nazar. And you know what really sucks about it is I'm going to have to root against Michigan. Damn. It's always so hard for me to do. Yeah, I have no problem. Like, walking in this to watch a Notre Dame versus Michigan anything, it's like, can both of these teams lose? <laughs> no, they can't, Greg. Did we, did, can Notre we? Dame won 6-1. to one. Recognize. I recognize. I watched it. It was an awful game. It was an awful game. I mean, it, like... Maybe it, it didn't feel awful to me because although I had my credential on... Well, you were happy with the result. In my heart, I was happy with a 6 one I wanted result. to see a, a competitive game, I didn't, and it wasn't. I mean, it was Notre Dame scored early. and Often. And then Michigan like got a power play and a five-on-three and scored, make it 1-1, one, one, and they were like, oh, Michigan's got control of this game now, and then nope. But uh, a lot of that had to do with young Mr. Slaggart and the way he plays. Yeah, he was uh, really he good. Was, uh, he is, looks like the exact kind of player the Blackhawks need right now. Yes. Go plays between the dots, continuously drives harder than the net, wants to score dirty goals, does whatever, to, will take a hit to make a play, clears guys out of the crease. He is they, he is a perf- what they need. He's Character. what they're missing. He is a character player, yes. that's for sure. 
And as we sort of project these, uh, we're going to hear from him in a second, but as we hear, as we project like down the road of, you've got your Ryder Ralstons and you've got your, I think Colton Dock probably is the top in that tier of not certain NHLers like Moore and Nazar, but probably in that second tier of prospects that the Hawks have yeah, right Colton now. Colton Dock's me will fill in the Dave Boland kind of role. Sure. When they're good. That guy that can play up and down the lineup, can score you 15 goals, kill penalties, but just get under the skin. Yeah, it's a piss of you the, off. Yeah, because he's got that in his uh, in his rep- repertoire as well. So, uh, yeah, but Slagger to me, if the NHL in his future, he's that fourth line grinder. He's that Boris Kachuk type player with, I think, a little more speed and a little little more offensive upside. A little more toolsy, yeah. But he'll play that kind of role. The penalty kill, the Oh yeah. Uh, the you know, the fourth line checking line. But maybe he scores eight to ten goals a year and gets you, you know, a, a, you know, finds a score sheet every once in a while, but plays that heavy style of hockey. Yeah. I mean, yeah, if you got a guy like Kachuk that you can rely on for a long time and he's 20 something you know coming into the league great not that Kachuk is old but you know you can never you can never have too many guys like that now you need better guys than that but every team needs guys like that to win so why don't we hear from Landon Slackert in a much quieter room uh, after Notre Dame's win over Michigan first of all nice game for you a pair of goals against Michigan how'd that feel Oh, it was awesome. It was, uh, I'm, it was more focused on the team win. It was a big one for Coach Jackson, so it's awesome to see him get the 400th. But definitely nice to produce a little just to help the team success. Now, I'm curious when you're out there and you're playing against another Hawks prospect in Nazar, do you chirp at him a little bit? or you, Do you lay off the checks or lay into the checks a little more when you get a chance to hit Nazar? Honestly, nothing more <laughs> than usual. Just kind of try to focus on playing my game. But obviously, uh, I know him from, from development camp and stuff. He's a great kid, so it's cool to see him out on the ice and, and be able to compete against them you uh, tied your career high in goals tonight only took you 15 games <laughs> what's attributed to this uh, uptick in production uh, I think it's a combo of a few things uh, obviously last year didn't go the way that I wanted so definitely had uh, a little fire in my eyes going into the offseason who had to work on some things so get healthy too I think uh, I had a few a few summers where I was just kind of busy with world juniors and, and some different stuff so it was definitely good to have a summer where I could focus on my game and kind of be- get back to where I wanted to be and I feel like that's paying off but also I think just trusting God is uh, a big thing just the power of prayers is something special so that, that's definitely been a game changer for me. How special is it this season? You're the captain, you're senior year, your little brothers are on the team, your dad's behind the bench. What does that mean for you? It's awesome. It's uh, Yeah, it's kind of like deja vu, obviously having my older brother Graham here a few years ago. So it was awesome playing with him, having my dad behind the bench, but then also now going through, going through it with Carter. Um, obviously, I have a few things to teach him for sure. I've, I've learned from Graham and, and how to lead in that way. So it's awesome just being able to share these experiences with them. I don't know if you know, but uh, Kyle Davidson and Brian Campbell were here tonight. Uh, we saw them in Brothers uh, before the game. Um, but how do you, you know, you get, keep in touch with them during the season? Are you in touch with the, you know, development staff? Is there one person in particular that kind of is assigned to you in terms of like development when you're here? Yeah, for sure. So yeah, I've had some conversations with them, but mostly I work with Eric Condra. 
who's also a Notre Dame grad, former captain here. So definitely we already had a kind of a relationship before, so it's cool to see um, him in that position. And, and he's been great in helping me with my game. So definitely feel comfortable on that end of things. And then Kendall Coyne as well. So she, she actually did, she was uh, the color girl for our games. Um, back I guess it was the COVID year so I, I, I saw her quite a bit but she's awesome too so those, those two definitely. You've been keeping up on what's going on in Chicago when you have free time you know yeah. watching the, all the young players get excited about your possible potential future role there. Yeah definitely I, I think uh, it's fun watching them they're, they're a fun team to watch obviously having Bedard there it's uh, definitely special he's a special player but it's uh, yeah, it's, it's exciting to see see where the, the the program's going. So it's yeah, hopefully I can join him at some point. Have you been in touch with uh, Ryder Ralston at all? Yeah, uh, in Rockford. Yeah, I have. Just keeping up uh, on his stats and stuff, seeing what he's up to. But yeah, it's it's uh, him and then Anders Bjork as well. Yeah, so, yeah, Brady. He, he's one of my roommates, so so we chat with them quite a bit. But, nice. Uh, Ryder scored again tonight. Did he? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah he had he had a couple goals last week. I think yeah. the two goal game, which is awesome. There he is, Landon Slaggard, very smiley. Hey, when you win six to one and you have a pair of goals, you have reasons to smile. Yeah, that's cool. It's it's cool to be there. The atmosphere of college hockey is awesome. If you can get to a game, even if you don't love Notre Dame and you just want to go see some play, like good players, check out their schedule, see who's coming. Go see a game in South Bend. It's a beautiful arena. Yeah. It's a lot of um, fun. Cool atmosphere. It's you're, awesome. You're right on top of the action. They got the band there. The pet yeah. band plays. The student sections chanting all night. Uh, very small arena. There's uh, a guy with the horn. Yeah, the the guy with the horn. There's a guy with the horn. Um, and I like uh, the gold helmets. So I'll give him that. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, I mean, it's, so it's like seeing uh, Arizona Coyotes game. It's the same. <laughs> that's not even a joke. I mean, that's no, the I know. same. Uh, that's the same. It's the same style arena, uh, but it's a lot of fun. And uh, the great thing about that, it's a little bit of a drive to get to if you're from the Chicago area. About two hours to get out there. But those games are so fast. The game from start to finish took less than two hours, with no TV timeouts and no, ex- you know, they're not stopping to resurface the ice every every uh, third whistle. Yeah, uh, the games go by quick, so that that's good. The Compton Ice Arena in South Bend holds more than the mullet. Holds more it? than yeah, mullet. I think I looked at six hundred more people. Yeah. So God, it would be awesome to see an NHL game. I at the do want to. So before they're done, we have to make a road yeah. trip out there for a Hawks game and and hang out with our pals at PHNX. We need to make that happen uh, before this n- new arena. Happens. We'll stay with Petey. Yeah, we'll use a shower. Not tell him again. <laughs> he wasn't supposed to know that. Yeah, we'll say at Casa de Petey. That'd be a good time. No, but you know what I like about talking to these guys, and if you remember our conversation last year with Ryder Ralston, who had come from the Avalanche organization, the Carl Soderberg trade, um, we asked him, like, compare. Like, how is being a prospect in Colorado versus being a prospect in Chicago, how is it different? And he said it's like night and day, the level of contact you have with the Hawks organization. You know, uh, Slagger mentioned, like, Kendall Coyne checking in and Eric Condor checking in. Like, these guys are in constant touch. And when we were there, uh, Kyle Davidson and Brian Campbell were, were were going to the game. They were in South Bend while yep. the rest of the organization was in Winnipeg watching Rockford and Chicago play the respective uh, Manitoba teams. Like, they're there. They're committed to the development of these players. And, yeah, of course, they were there for Frank Nazar. That's the big story. He's the top prospect right now that's not in the NHL. But for Landon Slagger to get to see those guys after a game – that's got to feel like, all right, like 
I'm here, right? Like it is, it is yeah. in, it is within reach, and they see it as within reach for me because they're investing in me. Yeah, and, and not just paying it lip service. That's good for a guy like him because technically, he can become a free agent this summer if he chooses to. Yeah. So having that FaceTime, that invested interest would probably make him be like, okay, no, I'm, I'm going to sign with the Blackhawks. They're the team that drafted me. They've, put four, they've been waiting four years. They, they've, they've been in contact. So, like, I, mean, I was going to kind of see what his intentions were, but the way he talked about talking with Eric Condra, former Notre Dame guy, and, and, and Kendall Coyne, and them being there kind of made me, you know, I don't have to ask that question. I think he's... If the Blackhawks are going to give him an offer, he's taking it. Yeah, I would think so. Like, the only way he reaches free agency if the Blackhawks move on, I don't think they are. Um, and it's also good, you know, for those for the Blackhawks brass to be there a lot because there's a lot of undrafted free yeah. agents that would be there. Some, there's some, you know, Adam Fantilli's little, little older brother Luca. Plays, is a defenseman from Michigan. Um, you know, just because being part of a Fantilli family, um, you know, that somebody's going to give him a look. I bet you he ends up, you know, on a PTO or, or a AHL contract with Columbus. Sure. But somebody's going to give him a look. Uh, TJ Hughes, another, not from that Hughes. Family, yeah, but he could pretend. But yeah, we could, we could add him. But he's <laughs> like, the, he looked good. And he looked good last year. And yeah. He's undrafted. Like, so those are guys that they could be scoping out too because you you need to fill ahl rosters you need to fill out you know you need to look for other options besides the draft so uh it's good to see them out there uh enjoying their their brothers yeah while the place was mobbed that tj hughes reminds me if they want to he wants to trick him into thinking he's one of the hughes brothers craig anderson who is still playing somehow um when he was a prospect he added an s to his last name Anderson S S O N. So, he, so people so he thought he was Swedish. Swedish. Yeah. And he thought that doing that would help his draft status. And apparently it did. It's worked out. The guy's been playing for a hundred years. <laughs> Park Ridge native. Yes, uh, but he took that extra S off after a couple of years in the NHL because he thought, hey, if scouts are looking at a sheet and they see Craig Anderson with the Americanized spelling of Anderson, or they see that double S, they're gonna say, Oh, a Swedish goalie. We need that here. Yeah, surprised the Red Wings didn't draft him. <laughs> That's right. um, the rest <laughs> is history. I would have, I would have changed it to an E instead. Instead of adding an S, I would have put an E at the end, E N, as opposed to O N, sure. and then I could have got yeah. free windows in an yes. umlaut. Yes, name last names ending in S E N are better for sure, no doubt. Um, uh, there he is. Yeah. Fun fact: My first apartment on my own was in Park Ridge, uh, about a block and a half down the street from uh, Craig Anderson's parents' house. Is there a historical marker on uh, yeah, the Craig Anderson? The, the petition. I'm still trying to get <laughs> signatures on the petition. Uh, I'm still like seven thousand away, but you never right, know. You'll get there. Yeah, I believe you'll get there. Five thousand signatures needed. Yeah, I needed four thousand. I still I need three thousand nine hundred ninety-nine. There you go. Yeah. Uh, you know, we'll start a GoFundMe just so we can get that done. I'm, I'm happy to do that for you. Well, if you want to go see Craig Anderson. Uh, play hockey for some reason you can do that and you could do it with our friends from game time you should not have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports music comedy and theater events near you here's what's awesome about game time you're going to see a concert at a non-traditional concert venue like the united center or wrigley field and you say all right well like, these seats look good. Like, if I was going to Hawks game, these seats would be great. But how do they look at a concert? You can view your seat from the Game Time app and see exactly what the layout's going to look like there. So if you go see, you know, Pearl Jam at Wrigley or Guns N' Roses are coming this summer, right? 
you know you're not going to be under an awning or behind the post or something that's going to not let you see uh, Mama Fratelli slash Axl Rose, the same person. Um, you know, you want to be able to see that. You want to be able to see Slash up there shredding away, kicking ass. I love Slash, by the way. Duff McKagan slapping the bass. Nice. You don't want to miss that. You paid big bucks. You want to be able to see the game. You want to see the concert. You can do that with the Seat View feature on Game Time. They've got last-minute tickets, flash deals, zone deals. It's an easy way to find and buy tickets for every kind of event you can possibly imagine. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the app, create an account, use the code CHGO for $20 off your first purchase. $20 off. That's like a beer. That's like at the game. Yeah, yeah that's like yeah. a beer. <laughs> Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code CHGO for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. $20 is like a quarter of a parking spot yeah, for your exactly. electric vehicle. And it's getting easier for businesses to switch to electric vehicles. That's something we all can get behind, right? Yes. For the health of the planet and the well-being of all of us who share it. Yes, the electric grid is moving to meet your cleaner energy needs as we all move with confidence toward an electric tomorrow. And members of Electric Tomorrow. It's my favorite fish album. Whether you have one delivery van or a whole fleet of shipping trucks, ComEd can help guide you to make the changes that make sense. So... What should business owners do? Can you tell me? Yes, I would recommend they go to comed.com slash clean. There they will learn more about the resources, fleet rebates, and infrastructure incentives available to help businesses go electric. If you own a business, do not wait. Start making your plan today to switch to electric vehicles. Good for business, good for the planet, good for all of us. Go to comed.com slash clean did you say comed.com slash clean? I zoned out. I did say that. I apologize. I'll say it again. Comed.com slash clean. Go now and see how going electric connects us to a better way of doing business and a better future for generations to come. Cricket, Good stuff. Cricket says she once fell asleep at a Rush concert. I didn't know I was pregnant and I was exhausted. Uh, I don't need to be pregnant to fall asleep at a Rush concert. <laughs> you weren't pregnant until you went to a Rush concert and they... <laughs> Yes. They use their, their progressive <laughs> metal Lee. magic to get you pregnant. Neil Peart's drums just <laughs> did its magic. Is that what he was what he saying? Uh, I love you, man. You want some Neil Pert all up in you? No. <laughs> there are plenty of guys looking each other's bases. Rush is a band that I, I just I can't do. Well, I can... Ex I like Tom Sawyer and I like Spirit of Radio. The rest, I'm good. I can respect the three individuals as sure. great musicians. Fair. They are. But the second Getty Lee opens his mouth, I'm out. I'm done. I can't <laughs> not take the voice. Yeah. I can't. It's, it's, like a, it's like a cat going through a meat grinder. Just I got you on me. that. Yeah, I mean, not I, I hear that. But, like, great bass player, great guitarist, amazing drummer. Put them all together. It just is not the recipe for me. Well, the working man. Call me the working That's man. That's all right. I'm, I like I'm good. Tom Sawyer and Spirit of Radio. I, like, I have to like Spirit of Radio because I worked in radio. instrumentals? Probably. Those are probably. I mean, they're prog rock. They have to have an instrumental. I mean, the instrumentals would be my favorite Rush songs then. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Mm. Yeah. I know, I know that's, I know Bruce Miles is probably going to stab me with a pen tomorrow <laughs> in the press box, but uh, it is what it is. Yeah, Bruce, for the record, I did not be Smirch Rush. I just, <laughs> they're just not my, no, I think. It's okay. I, I, I said, they're great musicians. I just don't like them. That is fair. That is a can, fair opinion to have. I can respect their contributions to prog rock. Yeah. All right. We have a decision to make here. We've got Luke Richardson from Post Practice. 
Do we want to play that, or should we just summarize what we heard today from Luke? Uh, how much time we got? We got like 15 minutes. We yeah. should probably just summarize it. Let's summarize it. Yeah. First and foremost, uh, Jared Tenorti, uh is in the concussion protocol. Not sure how long he'll be out, as happens with concussions, that's for sure. Um, but another chance for maybe Creviatus draws in now, and he's there every night. Don't know if they're going to call somebody up. It sounded like that's probably an option. Yeah. Because um, he mentioned they've got four righties and two lefties. Uh, mentioned that, like, Murphy played his offsides with Seabrook, so maybe that's something they could do. I mean, Murphy's yeah. having enough problems playing his regular side. Yeah, that's what, I'm um, say, that's what I'm saying. So, but he did say they didn't call up anybody today because they wanted to get home. They wanted, to, you know, the Ice Hawks just got back from a road trip. They played last night. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see a call up tomorrow. Uh, maybe this is. Kaiser coming back because he he could play the left side, um, you know. It's Phillips left side. I thought it was Kaiser Phillips left right. Um, so we'll we'll see. Uh, we'll he's left handed, so he's yeah. left side too. So I I would think maybe we see that you know call up or maybe they well look I mean somewhere else if they're the argument against keeping Phillips here was that him and Tenorti are too similar. If Tenorti's out. You know how how I, how I feel about this. Yeah, I think I, I would take I would take Phillips over a healthy Tenorti anyway. Yeah. So if I'm making a call up, if it's up to me, that's who I'm calling up. But yeah, Tenorti, it wasn't like a, a a major play where like stayed out on the ice. Like it was one of those where like he took a hit, continued to play, and then it was one of those things where like after the game he was like, I, I just don't feel. Yeah, right. something's wrong. So, yeah. Um, hopefully, it's a speedy recovery. Say what you want about the production you get on the ice from him, the dude cannot catch a yeah, break. Yeah, he has had He's so many. He's just been, yet last year he was a walking calamity with, you know, b- breaking his jaw, and then uh, was it was it the skate first to the face? I think the skate was, was first. The skate first and then broke the jaw. It was wired shut. Yeah. And then he got in a fight the day he came back. Right, and it's just like the dude, like, and then this year he was dealing with another injury, um, and now he's in the concussion protocol. I mean, I know a lot of this is a product of the way he plays the game. Yeah. But it's still, I mean, cut the man some slack Well, here. it's, it's got to be frustrating for him, too, because... Well, he knows that he's fighting for playoffs. Yeah. Playoffs. And he finally seems to have, like, earned an NHL spot with the Hawks. And now that he's earned it, he just can't stay in the lineup. It's it's brutal for him. I feel bad for him. Um, I did kind of get a little on the Andreas Athanasiu yeah. update. Luke said he was hoping... Uh, he's going to start skating by the end of the week, which is only like two days. So hopefully we'll see him on the ice in the next day or two. But he did kind of, he did, I don't know if he slipped. I don't know if this came out or not, but he did say it's, it's a groin injury that he's dealing with. Okay. So I'm not sure if that was out or not, uh, but he was just saying he's been on like the slide board in the gym. Um, but they oh, okay. th- he said with a groin injury, you don't want to r- get him on the ice too fast. Especially so. that guy. Yeah. So um, I don't know if the, if that detail had been out there yet. I couldn't recall, but I was kind of like, ooh, groin. Okay, we've got a specific injury. Okay. So, yeah, obviously with a guy whose biggest slash only weapon is <laughs> skating. Yeah, right. Really. You don't want to mess around with uh, with the groin. Anything else we learned uh, from Luke that was uh, Blackwell is still a work in progress. That's such a weird thing because he's been a full participant in practice and morning skates for like three weeks now. Yeah. And still like, eh, maybe is it, maybe they're just like, well, we really don't have a spot for you, so you're still hurt. I don't know, but. I'm, 
We'll see what happens. If he's healthy, I'm giving him a look. Why not? The forward lines remain the same. Um, no, no changes up front. I had some ideas for a possible uh, line. We could talk about this another day. It's more for when Anthony Siu comes back. Uh, maybe a mix-up. Um, but then there were there was some good stuff about uh, you know obviously the Felino, the Joey Anderson, Jason Dickinson line. Yeah. A lot of praise for those guys about you know playing their simple and effective brand of hockey. Um, interesting stuff about uh, Connor Bedard, some of his turnovers. Yeah, um, and how uh, you know after the first period he wanted he went in the coach's room and said, "Can I see that play?" Uh, with where the with the errant drop pass, yeah, um, and then he's you know Luke said he saw it and he realized okay Seth Jones wasn't there where I thought he was and you could tell he was disappointed that he made the wrong play, um, and then he was asked about like you know the the iPad you know and that desire to learn does Connor Bedard lead the, lead the team in the time on the iPad, and he kind of poo pooed the iPad yeah and he did I, not I, like that and I and it's not the first time he's kind of you know frowned at the technology yeah. where he says like. He's not a big fan of guys getting off the ice and going right to the iPad and not paying attention to what's going on in the game. He says there's a lot of things that could be happening that you could learn from when the other players are on the ice. And then if you got your head buried in the iPad and he calls their number, he's they just got dropped the iPad with their gloves on and they're jumping on the ice, not aware 100 percent what the situation is. Yeah, where's you, the flow? What's are you happening? jumping into an offensive rush? Do I need to back check? Is there a vulnerable player on the ice with a broken stick? I could like. So he wants the guys to save the iPad for the for the in between the whistle, you know, in between the stoppages of play, not while the game's going on. There's time to learn from that. He says you can learn more by watching the game when you're on the bench than watching your shifts. They get their they get their shifts after every game sent to them, no matter what. So you're yeah. going to see it. Um, so interesting stuff. Uh, from it's that. it's funny. It's, it's a, like the old school versus new school, and and trying to find the right medium. I also I not I don't think he was doing it in a frustrated way, like towards Bedard, but it, it's it's interesting to see like the generational change in terms of that. Where these kids grew up with like technology is part of their life. Like I remember my daughter was a baby like with, without hair she had like the fryer tuck hair going on <laughs> and was showing my dad how to use an ipad for real like it's intuitive for yeah people of that generation my daughter's 13 connor's 18 and like i don't know it, it's such a natural part of their lives that they probably don't think of it that way but luke's point is correct like i might have to tap you quickly and you've got to know like who's out there why am i being tapped right now why is this out of the ordinary? You've got to be engaged in the game. Right. And, I, yeah, I, I agree with Luke on that. I really do. And, and look, like, Bedard also, let's be honest, like, he's always been a team player, of course. He's always gotten credit for that. But his path has always been NHL. So even the games he played in Regina and before that, like, he, he was very much focused on his game and his development of the game. And now that he's here, he might have to kind of shift that a little bit, which I think he has. Again, I, I don't want this to sound like I'm crapping on Bedard, but I think it's just a mindset thing of, hey, like Luke said, yeah, I can go back and look at what I did on this shift right now, but my singular focus needs to be on the game that's happening at this moment. Right. Like you said, they get every play, every shift after every game to look over and go over, and it should not happen while plays happen it's, it's part of the society we live in especially for the younger guys it's instant gratification they want instant results 
we're so used to like not waiting for anything. We're like, okay, well, I literally did something four seconds ago. Let me watch it again on my phone. Yeah. Like there's a time and a place for video. Uh, and yeah, I think that's a struggle for, for some NHL coaches, especially more of your old school guys. Like I can't think guys like John Tortorella are, are like big fans <laughs> of the iPad either. Like I, I don't even know what the Flyers have them behind their back. No, I don't think so. They have Abakai. Yeah. Is the plural of abacus? Yeah, I think that's right. That's um, right. Isn't that a, isn't that a DJ that plays a lot of speaking over here? <laughs> I think DJ so. Abakai Borbacus in our chat said, what, "Wait, they aren't playing Candy Crush on those iPads." I mean, it might be. It's if you watch if you watch the replay, I think they're more of farm, when they show. But guys, I, I said to I said to Greg, I'm like, he's watching Bluey. Like <laughs> it was so funny when he gets on the bench and has the iPad. He looks like a little kid who's being distracted. Like, okay, you Timmy, like, here's your iPad. Be quiet so yeah. mommy and daddy can do what they need to do. And he's just like, eh, it's looking like, at it. No one's paying attention like to him. kid at the restaurant watching his <laughs> iPad yeah. just to shut him up. It's, it definitely had that look to it. Um, we got a few minutes left. I'm so glad. I, we talk about this all the time where we say something, and then it's, like, instantly, like, uh, referred to or pointed out by someone else. I wrote probably a 1,000 words today on Lucas Reichel on that overtime play and the fact that Pete Blackburn was like, are you talking about the play in overtime where he decided not to go to the net? He said word for word exactly what I wrote. He should have put his shoulder down and driven past Stastny and gone to the net and scored. Oh, my God. It's so fun when people see it yeah. the way you see it. And that's the first time we've heard any pundit that is not like us or someone in our chat call this team soft. And that was the first observation you had about them. That's that to me is noteworthy. He's not lying. I mean, we've seen it. Like, you've got one line, one and a half lines of players that will forecheck and, yeah. and go to the dirty areas, and too much peeling off, too much playing outside the dots. Yeah, Just too many Dylan Securas, not enough Tyler Securas. <sighs> That's for sure. So, if you're a CHGO diehard, I wrote about that from for the Blackhawks beat today, um, and there's some screen caps in there of the play I'm talking about. We can't use video, but I went on and found some, here's screen one, screen two, that kind of breaks down that play. And I think it perfectly summarizes what Lucas Reichel's been struggling with all year. And while you're there, if you're not a diehard, today's the day to become one. Is it ever? A yearly membership today is on sale for $59.99. And look, I know you see that and you're like, whoa, it's a, that's how much it costs to be a diehard, but here's what you get. Right off the bat, you're getting a shirt or a hat. That's so there's a, a $30. thirty dollars, half of your membership fee. That's right half there. your membership fee. So if you plan on buying one piece of CHGO merch all year, it's you're already cut the membership in half. Then you save twenty percent on every piece of merch you buy for the rest of the year. You save twenty percent on all of our events, including our takeovers. So if we find a few more tickets for the Chris Chelios retirement game, which will also be Patrick Kane's first game back in Chicago. You would save 20% on that game or the Florida takeover we had before. Tailgates, 20% off. So if you sign up, you already get the shirt. Even at full price, it's a great deal. You sign up, you get the shirt. You're cutting the sale price in half. You go to two events and you've basically, the, the membership is paid for itself. So if you've been waiting to jump on a diehard membership, do it now. AllCHGO.com also makes a great gift. Yeah. And, and also then you get to read your wonderful writing. Yeah. The so. Blackhawks uh, beat and the rebuild report is coming out tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow, uh, you can gift 
uh, a membership to the sports fan in your life, and you can put this great diehard box right in front of me under the tree, and inside that box is going to be their free shirt and or hat. Yep. A bunch of cool uh, CHGO diehard stickers, uh, your membership card, and uh, all the perks that come with it. So great deal. Right it's a nice now. hat, too. It's got the uh, CHGO, like this logo, is also on the underside of the bill. So every time I'm like, which hat am I wearing? Look up. Oh, very conveniently remember which hat I have on, which is a very nice feature to have. And I think the only thing better than a diehard membership is bacon. Yes. I, I have to agree. As much as I love the diehard membership, uh, I, I... It's I just science. Bacon. It's just science. That's I mean, all it is. I didn't get this amazing physique by just, <laughs> by just reading diehard articles. That's right. Exactly. Well, if you want some bacon, you got to hit up our buddy. He's in the chat today. Charlie, the bacon guy, based in Woodridge. He makes craft bacon and bacon jams in over 30 different flavors. They are naturally cured, and they do not have all sorts of preservatives and chemicals and crap in there. Everything in Charlie's Just bacon. bacon. That's right. Bacon and bacon jam. Everything is natural. Nothing that Charlie can't pronounce. Vacuum seals, and it makes a great gift. Holidays coming around. You're kind of like, man, what am I going to get my dad or my brother? Is there any chance wife? he's coming to the office in the next two days? I think he's coming soonish. He says oh my may gosh. rumor I sources tell me. I, at the day maybe sources. some bacon jam for the holiday. Oh my party. god! Please, maybe, please. It yeah. is my favorite thing. I am going to bring ruffles and just put it so much bacon jam. You know what's really good with it? Frito scoops. Yes, they're a little sturdier. Oh yeah, yeah, good stuff. But get yourself some. And here we were talking about the gift element. You're always looking for something creative. You're always looking for something different to do for the holidays for these people you've been buying for for your entire life. Buy a couple pounds of bacon. Throw it in. And go get in one of those igloo coolers. And wrap the cooler. You're getting a cooler with full of bacon. That's a great gift. It's unexpected. It's unique. It's going to make everybody in your family happy. Here are some of the flavors offered right now. Maple pepper, Nashville hot, French toast, buffalo, ranch, jalapeno garlic, jardinere, and malort. What? And the bacon jams are the original, the bourbon, the spicy, the peach. I hear he's making an apple butter uh, bacon jam. Shut the front gate. He's made it before. I think someone ordered a new batch. So there will probably be some of that available soon. So, Jay, shut up and tell me how to buy bacon. Okay, I will. CharlieTheBaconGuy.com is his website. You can go through there, select what you want to order. And what's great about the website is it's got all the bacons he's made in the past there. So if you see one that's not available at the moment, but it sounds really intriguing to you, if you order, if you get in touch with Charlie and order enough, he'll make you a special custom batch of whatever flavor you want. He also will take your suggestions if you have one. Jalapeno garlic, that was my idea. That's a good one. It's a really good one. So hit him up, charliethebaconguy.com. The shawarma bacon's great. I'm not a big ranch on my food guy, but the ranch bacon is terrific. It's all great. Go to charliethebaconguy.com. You'll be happy you did because you'll be full of bacon, and there's nothing better than being warm and cozy and full as the winter approaches. Are we officially in winter yet? Not yet, right? Not yet, but check this out. Uh-oh. Borbicus. We just referenced in the chat. You guys drive a hard bargain. Just signed up as a diehard. Nice. nice. Thank you, sir. H-G-O. Oh, ma'am. Make Thank sure you. you hit the Blackhawks beat today. Yes, and the rebuild report tomorrow. We That's appreciate right. the support. That is super cool. Thank you, Borbicus. Yeah, thank you, Borbicus. We appreciate you. We appreciate everybody in the chat. Hey, on your way out, do us a favor and smash that like button for us. And we want to remind you that the CHGO Blackhawks podcast is powered by our friends at ComEd. It's getting easier for your business to switch to electric vehicles. Learn more at comed.com 
slash clean. Thanks to Law for running the show today. Good to have him back behind the wheel. Uh, hopefully Mario's feeling better. I saw he was in the chat for a little bit today. And we're back tomorrow, post-game, Hawks and Ducks. So, uh, you know, 10.30-ish we should be on. So join us after the game on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast. Y'all silly like the mayor.